Kristen. And I'm Jess. And we are Swifties Anonymous. Anonymous. Oh, that was spooky, Jess. That was a spooky one. Sorry, I don't know what got <laughs> I don't know what happened. No, we need a little spooky energy, I guess. I'm just so, so excited for Red, this album. Yes, this album slash song. Yeah, I mean, now that we're diving into the songs. Right. But first, Swifty News. Do you have some Swifty News for us? We have a slight Swifty News segment. So um, I guess Jake Gyllenhaal has responded to All Too Well in an interview, like straight up. Yeah, I name drops. So it's very interesting. So I just have like a dumb news article about it. I didn't read the entire interview because I don't have that kind of energy. Um, but <laughs> yeah, <me neither. laughs> when asked about uh, the song, I guess he said, um, it has nothing to do with me. It's about her relationship with her fans. True, true. So true. And then he said, it's her expression. Artists tap into personal experiences for inspiration. And I don't begrudge anyone that. So nice. Yeah. It's so true. That was a good reply. Um, but he did kind of talk about the the cyberbullying thing so he said i i don't know what the question that was asked yeah i don't either i just heard like what he i think the same thing you read yeah just like just, his replies right um so he said at some point i think it's important when supporters get unruly that we feel a responsibility to have them be civil and not allow for cyberbullying in one's name which is true true um and then there's this really long paragraph of things that he says and he yeah he, he he sounds a little. I hate to say the word pretentious, but he does sound well, a little pretentious. But you know, if that's listening to some to be indie record that's much cooler than mine. Exactly. Um, but mainly, he was just talking about, I guess, like the way social media is in general. I don't know. I don't oh, feel yeah. like reading the whole yeah. thing. But yeah, so I guess it asked kind of a question about whether Taylor should address the unruly fans the that are cyberbullying. Yeah. I mean, is that still going on at this point? Probably, honestly. I mean, it always, I think it always is, but it's like on the one hand, yeah, maybe she should address it to show that she does see it and she's not okay with it, especially since she has been on the receiving end of bullying via Twitter. However, does it legitimize the crazy fans? That's true. You know what I mean? Like if it draws more attention. That's true. Maybe just ignore the noise. Right. So I think she's in a tight spot. Like, should she address it should she not so i'm sure her publicist is working overtime yeah <laughs> trying to figure out what to do here <laughs> probably yeah but, that's kind of true people some of those i guess swifties or whatever are just going crazy but i did see some comments saying that like there are some taylor haters that are mixed in with the swifties to try to like besmirch her name by adding to the hate i could see that and i guess it's possible but it also sounds like a load of barnacles well, yeah, I don't <laughs> you know, know what I mean. Yeah, it's like there could be some that are doing that, but it's, it's definitely the majority has got to be twelve-year-old Swifties. Yeah, who knows? People it's know pretty lives. dumb, but it's all dumb. And so I'm just gonna stand by. Um, maybe just be nice. Yeah, and I mean, you know? good, good. Jake's reply was pretty good about it. Is about the fans at this point, exactly. which Taylor herself has said. So yes, yeah. There's no reason to be cyberbullying Jake after ten years. Like whatever. Right. Like, leave him alone. Leave everybody alone. How about stop? Just stop. Yeah. Just everything. Stop. <laughs> stop. Take a nap. Stop everything you're doing on the internet, but come listen to Swifties Anonymous, the podcast. There you go. That sounds good. And also, while you're at it, just go ahead and shoot us an email, swiftiesanonymous at gmail.com. Visit yeah. our website. Say hi. Swiftiesanonymous.com. <laughs> oh, could you imagine if we had an email address, swiftiesanonymous at swiftiesanonymous.com? Yeah. 
Can we make this happen? I can imagine. Yeah, I could also imagine. And that concludes our Swifty News segment. I was trying to make it a segment, but that didn't really work. I you know like how it. the the like breaking news and it's like yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. I know. I know that. <laughs> I know what that sound. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that concludes our breaking Swifty news. <laughs> so this Justin, it's a state of grace. Kristen, as a human being and Swifty fan, how do you feel about this song? I love this song. Me too. I think it's an amazing opener. It's the best opener. I think we talked about this before, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's her strongest opener. It's just like right out the gate. Do, 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 you know, you know how the drums drums. go. We all know. Yes. Yes. (sighs) Yeah. It's so good. It's so energetic. Like it gets you, it gets you ready for what you're about to hear. Yeah. And I mean- she makes it sound so epic, which I mean, that's what it's supposed to go for. And she does such a good job. Yeah, I love it. Her voice, even in the original, when you could yes. argue, I guess her voice is, is not as strong. I think she still sounds great. Oh, yeah. She sounds really great on this album. Yeah. Even the original. So, yeah. like, And I love the updated Taylor's version. But I guess the thing about the difference in the drums, not a huge fan of. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into the background first. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with the background. Okay. Take me there. So I found a couple little things that Taylor said about the song. So the first thing I found was she said, I wrote this song about when you first fall in love with someone, the possibilities, kind of thinking about the different ways that it could go. It's a really big sound. To me, this sounds like the feeling of falling in love in an epic way. Cute. So yeah, definitely captures that. Definitely. Very big sound. Uh, And she also said, I'll just go ahead and read the other one. Do Um, it. State of Grace is a song that I wrote at the beginning process of making this album, and I think it helps define what the rest of the record is about, just with one line. There's a line in that song that says, love is a ruthless game unless you play it good and right. That's kind of like a warning for the rest of the record. This is what's going to happen if you don't play this right. This is what could happen if you do. It almost serves as the perfect kind of warning label for the rest of the record. As soon as you hear that song, there are two ways... This could go. You could be good to people or you could really or you could not play fair and both the outcomes are reflected on the record. Okay, so she basically said the same thing twice there. But yeah. Yeah, that was pretty repetitive. But yeah, yes, (laughs) you get the point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that sums it up pretty well. Yeah, definitely does describes that exciting hope of a new love. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, we'll kind of get into it, but obviously it's about the beginning of her relationship with Jake. Right. So did she write this early on? Oh, yeah. She did say that at the very beginning. So do you think she the breakup had already happened? I feel like it did. I yeah. don't know. Because she wrote a lot of these songs later. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is it this one? No. Because you can really, like, you can see, you know, she's looking back on the relationship at different points in it. So. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely yeah. comes into this with a knowing, like, I know this is going to end bad kind of thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Because even Red, which we'll get into, I think she does too. So definitely. Yeah. she Again, I feel like all these songs are definitely that she wrote on this record got to be post-breakup with Jake. Cause yeah. Okay. That she, makes sense. She's definitely coming at it like a knowing. Yeah. Like, I'm an experienced woman now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah. But yeah. And it... I mean, I'm glad that I looked that up before I asked that dumb question. I, well, I didn't, should have done I didn't my due diligence. S- I didn't see anything about when she wrote it either, so... But... Um, yeah, the sound in this 
the song it just builds yes and like, so arena <laughs> rock yeah <laughs> yes and yeah. even though we hate on anthems a lot even though this song is right. pretty anthemic i if that's a word it's one that i like <laughs> because it's not like we're gonna change the world it's just yeah, like the hey, message is not it's an, not yeah it's it's an anthem but it's not and you know lyrically it's not an anthem-y. <laughs> anthem-y. i'll make that one up instead yes <laughs> yeah no i i love this well i mean as we're gonna get into with the fun facts a little bit i don't even know if this is a fun fact but just well re- let's get fun about let's, it how's let's that good let's get there um okay yeah, some some critics compared it to brit rock like you two specifically mm-hmm. gets, she gets compared a lot to youtube with the song and then even like muse which is i funny. mean i so. i guess i can see that yeah. i would have loved to see this um live oh that my gosh been. could you imagine yeah and that's that's another fun fact is that she opened every night the red tour with this song okay well i would hope so yeah i mean what, what a way to start it off yeah that's amazing oh yeah, could you imagine amazing. no i can't <sighs> can we go back in time can we go back to 2012 well you never know she may she may do a folklore ever lover red fest. <laughs> oh, Fo- fearless. Folk lover more. <laughs> yeah, folk lover more plus in parentheses red redless. <laughs> redless. And I mean, I, who knows? By the time she goes on tour, she might be done with all her re-recording. So it's That's just going to be just who knows. That's true. It's a free for all about the set list. So yes. You might just be like rolling the dice to see what era you're going to get that night. Oh, could you imagine if it was just like a mixed bag? Yeah, like you're going to relive one of the eras, but you don't know until you you don't know what. Oh, mystery bag. That'd be cool. (gasps) Magical mystery tour. And then you'd you'd really get like the real fans that like are totally cool with whatever she plays. (laughs) Okay, see, anyway, I feel like I'd be one of those because even songs that I don't love, you know, they'd still be a blast live. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Definitely. I mean, a perfectly good heart? I'm sure. Yeah. Why I'll would you want to break again? Why would you want to break a perfectly good heart, Jess? I'm going to crowd surf to that Come song on. personally. Okay. Yeah. Don't tempt me. <laughs> um, okay. So also in the song, I think this truly marks, she's officially done with Prince Charming and fairy tales. Very true. I mean, does she explore those themes very much after, I mean, speak now, but this is like, look, I... Yeah, I this am a is woman so different. that has seen things. Yeah. I have been brokenhearted. <laughs> yeah, this is a big jump from Speak Now, especially lyrically. Yes. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it in the lyrics, but like, I was just thinking about Speak Now. It was pretty literal as far as everything she's talking about. Yeah. And like just the lyrics specifically. I don't know. It's like you could yeah. piece together a story. And this one's a little more like... It's still specific, but vague enough. I, I mean, you know what I mean. Just this, this whole album. This but whole album, yeah, like really she, hits that. She really speaks in symbolism, but you, she gives you just enough information that you can piece together like the details without her ever saying it. Yeah. Yes. It's perfect. this is where she's really her her songwriting skills are just chef's kiss. taken off. Yes. So another little fun fact. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So well, it's obviously about Jake. Um, and one Jake Hoomst, <laughs> Jill and Hall. Oh. Your celebrity crush from Day After Tomorrow. That's right. Man, what a terrible movie, but dang, you look good in it. I kind of love that movie. I mean, if you're going to compare disaster oh, movies. I, I love that movie. Like, it's terrible, but I love it. <laughs> okay. It can you be know? terrible and you love it. Yeah, of yeah, Of course. Yeah. Yes. I love bad movies. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. All right. So, fun fact. Obviously about Jake Gyllenhaal. One of the clues is just the line there where she says, just when fire signs for blue eyes. Uh, Jake and Taylor both have blue eyes and the same astrological sign, Sagittarius, a fire sign. 
Okay. Whatever that means. So, yeah. So that's yeah. what that. That's means. a pretty big um, clue, hint, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Easter egg. Um, yeah, I feel like I didn't write it in the tropes, but I think she mentions um, astrological signs and other things. But I don't care about yeah signs, so I'm like, it doesn't matter. But there, there are other ones, right? I'm not making that. Maybe, up. maybe it's. Add it to your subtropes and just pay attention from now on, I guess. Uh, okay, that's true. Um, I'll think about it. Another little Taylor quote that I guess also could have gone in the background, but she said about the song, which again, this is kind of repeating what she said, but she okay. said, I think that in order to pick one song that would define the record, it would be um, the line that says, love is a ruthless game unless you play it good and right, which sets the tone for the entire record. And I even read something too that she said, like if she could pick one line that would be on her gravestone, <laughs> it would be that one. <laughs> So that's All kind right. of fun. So I she, wonder if she would say the same thing now. I don't know. That would be <laughs> a know. good question for when she comes on this podcast. We can ask her. There, yeah. Let's just keep a list of things to ask her for when she obviously is going to be on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Just stay tuned <laughs> for that. But you have to listen to every episode to uh You never know, to know when, when that she happens. might show up. Exactly. We're not going to write it in the description. No. Why would We're we We're not going to mention it at the beginning of the episode. You won't know. Nope. <laughs> you have to listen. Okay. <laughs> anyway <laughs> moving on oh we are goofy today it was the kombucha did it to me kombucha got me acting strange should we talk about the lyrics let's talk about the lyrics because we have no more confession segment I'm right sad. swifties anonymous listeners <gasps> write in and let us know what segment we should add to red that might be specific for the songs on red yes what color is it yeah <laughs> it's what, red what color is the song <laughs> Um, I'm thinking it might be red. Might be. So lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to say yeah. Yeah. No, it's so good. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. I guess this isn't specifically lyrics, but um, in the second verse, when she says, we are alone, just you and me up in our room and the drums get all quiet and the music's all quiet. Yes. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Her voice sounds ethereal in that. Yeah, and our slates are clean. Oh my gosh. Love it. It's like, it kind of feels like you're getting, you're really seeing like an intimate moment between them. Yes. Yeah, because it goes from being really big to, and then the music gets all quiet. And then you're like, you're like, I feel like I'm intruding on something. And then it gets all big again. Yep. It's so good. You were never a saint. Oh my gosh. I love the Uh, song. Okay. Okay. You're getting into my favorite lyric. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But just, oh my gosh, the symbolism of the, let's see, is it the, the bridge? Like yes. the Achilles heel, the golden age. I love it. <sighs> love it. I love the bridge. I just love it all. And also, yeah, all like the battle symbolism, mm-hmm. the armor and cannonball and yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. No <laughs> offense, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the so- the song itself is very like simple, but yeah, the production ads and the lyrics just really make it. It's so good. I mean, should we get into our favorite lines? Let's go. I don't know if I can pick just one, though. I know. I had a bunch. Okay. Well, you go um, first since I accidentally, like, maybe stepped on yours. So but you, spoiler you go alert. First. Yes. My favorite is, I mean, it's it's not a line because it's very long. But, okay. okay. So you were never a saint and I loved in shades of wrong. You learned to live with the pain. Mosaic broken hearts. Okay. So my favorite line was. Are you kidding me? Mosaic broken hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Uh, it's like I love that line on its own, but the rest of it too. I loved in Shades of Wrong. So good. And like what the does way that even the guitar- mean and I, mean, I love it. And like the I mean you kind of said it, but like the way the guitar comes back in, it's like yes. yeah. 
It's so good. So wait, did you have a secondary favorite? You said you My had multiple. Other or was that- favorite was just the entire bridge. I just, okay. I didn't write <laughs> the out the bridge, song. but yeah, the way she sings, it's the delivery as well as the lyrics, but you know, my Achilles heel. Yeah. And I'm not going to sing the way she sings. It's so, it's so smooth good. and beautiful. Yeah. I, I also wrote um, as a secondary favorite was the up in your room and our slates are clean, just twin fire signs, four blue eyes. So four good. blue eyes. One, two, three, four. Do you think he had blue eyes? I guess it's possible. What if she just had like blue frames on her glasses and, you know, four eyes <laughs> and she's just by herself? Yeah. <laughs> oh man Uh, I have a question yes are we done with the lyrics because I have a question for you yeah let's be done with the lyrics how do you feel about the acoustic version um I'm not a huge fan of it just because I love like I think her voice sounds so good but I I think the production and the music of the original adds so much it does yeah that it's not it's not my favorite i don't hate it by any means but it's not it's not my fave acoustic version okay fair enough see i did not realize how good it was until the re-record and i was listening to it yeah i don't know it's so good to me like it just it changes the total feeling and it's just the lyrics are just more devastating i don't know that's true and to have it like be a little bit slower yeah hit hit different maybe i'll I'll give another listen yeah but but i mean i agree the production of the song totally makes it so it's like it's almost like two different songs and so you know how in every song in speak now there would be times where well not every song but there were songs that we loved like the vocal melody of but didn't necessarily love like the music yes that is not the case here like the music is great and the vocal melody is great so there's nothing nothing bad about this song personally could she do like an entire arena rock record, quote unquote? Because that's I've heard some people say like, oh, her next album's yeah. gonna be a rock one. I don't know what people think rock is. I don't know what um, people think arena rock is because this is so much better to me than like change or even like long live. I guess what yeah, other people call it arena yeah. rock songs. Yeah, and I guess on the tour, like for um, some of the bigger singles, she did a lot of like rock versions of. Like there was a more rock version of. We are never getting back together that she oh, did yeah. on the tour that sounded yeah. really really good now my thing is i think she should do she shouldn't do just like plain like radio friendly rock i think no. she needs to do an album with like trent reznor personally. oh my gosh and i think it would be amazing <laughs> you never know with her exactly because um halsey who i don't really care for mm-hmm. she her latest record um was produced by trent reznor and atticus ross the music on that album is phenomenal. The songs really? are terrible just because I don't like Halsey. <laughs> I've never really listened to her that much. So me, yeah. no, me either. Like I only ever heard, you know, her annoying like um, radio songs. But then I listened to a couple songs from the album and like the music is so good, but the songs are just not my thing. So imagine what Taylor could do. That'd be amazing. You know what I mean? With actual good songs and yeah. good music to go along with it. Could yeah. you imagine? I can't, but I'm here for it. Do we want to get into tropes? Let's get those tropes. Okay, let's get rolling. So we've got traffic lights, which he mentions in other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, people changing their minds. Love as a game. Love also as an elaborate battle metaphor. Battle yeah. imagery. Yep. Eyes. And there's a color, but it's describing the eyes. So I don't know if that necessarily counts. Yes. Um, same with golden age. <laughs> definitely counts okay um the idea of fate just in general yes uh, love changing you forever greek mythology do you think 
that that is yeah. something she mentions again. I well, feel like it is. I feel like it's almost like a literary reference, kind of. Yeah, because she. I think it, it I don't know. Yeah, definitely. And just the whole the whole theme of the song, like the whole drama. Again, it was hard to pin down specifics. Yeah, the drama. Of I it mean, all. the fact that she makes it feel so epic, and it's like, okay, but this is really just about like a relationship. But yeah. I don't know. She sells you on it. Like when I listen it's to so the song, true. I'm like, bro, my heart's broke. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true and it's like it's so interesting because it's like it's not it's like a love song but it's not like a lovey love song it's not a total breakup song either it's both it's just all encompassing and that's the whole theme of it is is swifty yeah definitely great i agree well secret message do you want to hear it i do want to hear it okay i love you doesn't count after goodbye so So we're going to probably get into a little bit more of this, but this is one of those little clues. Taylor leaves us. I guess she is kind of outright telling us, but we can kind of gauge what happened with between yeah. Taylor and Jake based on what she sings about in her songs and the secret message as we, we are never, ever getting back together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. Says, you call yeah. me. We break up. I love you. Whatever. Yeah. I so, think I said that's out of order, but either way. Obviously, afterwards, he must have called and was like, I love you. And that also <laughs> lines up with, I'm getting way too ahead of myself, but all too well, oh two minute version. Oh, yeah. Where um, she says, I can't think of the line, but either way, it sounds like <laughs> you never called it what it was. Yes, yes. You know, yes, until yes, yes. we're dead and gone and buried. Yep. Check the pulse. And co- okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm not going to so, – I can't even think to about get that too song far right ahead, now. But, I can't. But yeah, that's definitely – she confirms. And yeah. looking back through her whole discography, like not really her whole discography, but like this album, Vault Songs, Speak Now, like there's a pattern of stuff. <laughs> Don't know where For that sure. sentence is going, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, it's just so uh, cool yeah. how she can – you can piece together the timeline just based on clues she gives the people who are really paying attention. Like if you care Very enough true. to do that, which a lot of people don't, and that's fine. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, delve into that Taylor lore, the Taylor lore, Taylor. <laughs> Kill me. Um. <laughs> so wait, maybe that should be a new segment. Hold up. Oh, did we just invent a new segment? I think like each song Time, we should like, see timelines. how it, yeah how it contributes to the Taylor. Um. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. No need to write in anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Cancel unless, that. Write unless, in about something else. But um, this is covered. So don't don't bother. Yeah. Unless you think this idea is dumb. But yeah. I if mean, you think it's, it's dumb, I don't want to hear it. I'm just kidding. Is <laughs> this just me? Criticism is welcome. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. How the song fits into the Taylor would be fun. I mean, not everything's gonna work, but right. Ooh, and I'm just like confessions didn't always work. Yeah. That's true. We still don't know who haunted is a confession to. So she listeners write in any about details. That. Yeah, tell us, you know, if she would have put a scarf or, or something in there, like a yeah. shoe, a, a shoelace, I don't know. Yeah, that contributes zero to the Taylor. No. <laughs> All right. Now we have to start rating it on the, the Taylor oh, no. scale. <laughs> no more. We have to put it on a timeline. <laughs> I can't my brain can't handle any more ratings. I'm gonna stress about it. No, me either. <laughs> Definitely okay. not. But okay. speaking of, ratings, speaking of which <laughs> What do you want to rate this song? Um, I rated it a seven. Wow. I rated it an 8.5. Ooh. I'm so hyped about this song. Okay. I feel like your ratings are going to be really high for this record. I love this record. I absolutely do too. How Swifty. 
<sighs> this is hard. It's it's one of those songs that's very overall Swifty, but not a lot of yeah. individual Swifties. I agree. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I had a hard time with this one. Um, I was thinking like a seven point five, but it could. Yeah, I was thinking easily like a seven. be higher. Yeah, yeah. No, seven or it seven point five. Seven point five seems fair. Okay. Yeah, because it's like it's not. It's not that it's not. It's just, but it's not middle of the road. Yeah. There's no. There's no specific. There's no dress. There's no clothing. There's no guys' features. <laughs> yeah. Did we talk but about re- still. religious symbolism? Is that like a trope at all? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, because like yeah, you know, Grace being a saint. I mean, that's yeah, very much. She definitely gets yeah, more into that too. So, um, indeed, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's getting added to the tropes. Okay, needs to Sorry, add that a little, to my a master little list. Late. A little late, but no, that's okay. But yeah, I definitely would say at least a seven and a half. I mean, if someone were like an anti-Swifty and like listen to this song and be like, oh, here she is playing the victim again. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I just thought of another favorite line. What? Tell me. We fall in love till it hurts or bleeds or fades in time. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> is it better to burn out or fade away? I mean, come on. <sighs> oh. So seven and a quote. half Achilles heels. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of Achilles heels. Just that line, you're my Achilles heel. Like that's just, just, just so much weight. That line on its own and the delivery combined, devastating. It's like devastating. That's an uh, that's a fifteen out of ten delivery for me. Yeah. So we have to rate each line on delivery. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Oh, 6.5, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even know what would be a, a 6.5 as far as delivery know. on this song. Maybe all the O's just because that's a lot, but it would add to it. Uh, no. Uh, this uh, is the golden uh, age uh, of something good and right and real. I'm, I'm out. Right? This episode's over. I can't. I can't think of any okay. other songs right now. Episode canceled. Um, just kidding. But we will take a break and then come back. Oh, okay. If you're ready for a break, unless you had more to add. No, I'm ready. Okay, let's take a break and then scream some more. Oh, welcome back. Ugh, I always do such stupid <laughs> things when I welcome. Welcome back, Swifties. Back. Yeah, you do so much better. Maybe you should start doing that. No. Okay. Yes. No. <laughs> you know, something else that we did not really talk about. In the last song okay that maybe we should have talked about more because i interrupted you was the differences between the original and the taylor's version oh so, yeah i'm sorry <laughs> but i do agree the drums are weird in state of grace like they're more yeah. tinny or something yeah no offense to taylor's version but this one the original album at least the vault songs are on their own they it just doesn't sound it doesn't it's not as full sounding as the original you know what i mean sounds kind of hollow did someone different produce it yeah Okay. Yeah. I think and we also, about that. especially the Max songs. Oh, right. Yeah. The Max Martin songs are especially lacking. So. Yeah. I do feel like it's but, more vocal forward. Like yeah. that YouTube video that you li- you could listen to both. I feel like the new one is a little more, you hear her vocals a little bit more. But yeah, yeah the- they, her vocals are definitely mixed really loud. And also some of the instrumentation, like especially in red at the end where the violins are like, doo, doo. Mm-hmm. It's like really loud out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Before they were just kind of there, and now they're just like all of a sudden they're playing. Yeah, is there as much banjo? I feel like the banjo's quieter. Yeah, there's I not feel as like much the banjo. Red, ed, ed, ed part is quieter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Anyway. Doesn't matter. Still going to listen to them. Right. And if I really have to, I will listen to the stolen versions. Not every time, but sometimes if I need to, wow. to listen to these. Please don't stop listening to us, guys, because Kristen just said that. I know. Nobody... <laughs> I'm not supporting Scooter. Now I wish I had a physical copy of the album because I would just... Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Listen to that guilt-free. <laughs> just down... Just But now I can't it. go buy one. Just pirate oh. it. Now piracy. Now we're talking. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this song, Red. feel about this song what do you think about it i love this song it's so <laughs> not fun. to sound like a broken record but yeah. it's it's a bop yeah it's it's very fun and i love it too yeah again i mean she does a great job of capturing that emotion yes and yeah. all those colors this is the colors the colors song it is sorry group love oh i was just thinking about that song too when i was thinking <laughs> of the colors it probably came out similar time Actually, that colors is so true. I think came first. colors came out first. I yeah. think it came out in 2011. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you haven't listened to Colors by Group Love, <laughs> look it up because it's so good. Um, okay. So should I go ahead and go into the background? Do it. Okay. And I realize there's going to seem like a lot of repetitive stuff because she seems to say a lot of similar things about a lot of these songs. So I apologize. Yeah. But That's okay. she said, I wrote the song about the fact that some things are just hard to forget because the emotions involved with them were so intense. And to me, intense emotions is red. That sounds also very similar to um, All Too Well. Yeah. Yeah. And we and similar to what she said about the whole album. So very true. Um, and just kind of to continue on that, I think this is a different quote, but she said, red is such an interesting color to me because you have the great part of red, like the red emotions that are like daring and bold and passion and love and affection. Then on the other side of the spectrum, you have jealousy and anger and frustration and you didn't call me back and I need space. Wow. Oof. Those are a lot of things, a lot of feelings. Yeah. So obviously we see that she does this in the song, matching red to some of those emotions. And then she also brings in dark gray, blue, things like that. So yeah, pretty self-explanatory, but I love it. I love it too. And man, the combo of like the mega pop sound and like like the banjo. Yeah. It's great. I mean, has, I mean, that's true. Has country with a little bit of pop been done this good since uh, Shania Twain? I mean... <laughs> Uh, this Just is pretty well. Shania. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And usually I hate way. country pop, but this is, yeah, this is done so well. Like, I feel like the banjo blends in really seamlessly that it's not like. Yeah. Yeah. It it's could barely. be annoying, but it's not. I just can't imagine this playing on pop radio. I mean, on country right? radio. Oh my gosh. Well, I can imagine it more on country radio than pop for really? some reason. See, yeah. I, I'm like it, imagining this playing on country radio and some people being like, what in the world is this? I mean, yeah, 10 years ago when the album came out, <laughs> yeah, I feel like Florida Georgia Line ruined country music. Mm. So nowadays, this could be on there and people be like, what is this? What is that instrument? True, Talking about the true, banjo. True. <laughs> Do you remember that country song that came out? I don't know anything about it. It was probably after this, but it was like, red, red, red. Yes. Were they just copying Taylor's Definitely. Red? They're probably making fun because... I don't even know who who did I that. I think song. it was Redneck was like the hook. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't really remember anything else about I, it, and I'm sorry. Me either. But I even brought it up. Yikes! <laughs> Ugh, big old yikes. Okay. Ugh. Well, let's get into some fun facts about it. Okay. 
the song. That sounds fun. I really like this fact. I did not know this at all. But physical copies of Swift's 2019 album, Lover, included scanned excerpts from old diaries, which revealed that Red was written, uh, the song Red, was written during a red-eye flight, <laughs> red-eye flight, <gasps> wow. to Nashville on September 7th, 2011. It was recorded the following day when Swift journaled, I'd love to name my next album Red. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she did it. And then she described the experience as a turning point. So, yeah. So it was written on a red-eye flight. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Now I want to – I've been seeing stuff about, like, the the lover journals. Um, right. And, and I've been wanting to get my hands on one, but I think I keep forgetting to look, and I don't know if they even exist anymore. So Sorry. Oh, I guess I wasn't a good rude. enough Swifty to yeah. get one when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. That was written quite a bit after she would have gone through this in her life. So Very true. Which I guess we'll, we'll probably get into a little bit with the Taylor lore segment. But yes. Um, so another little fun fact, <laughs> which this might just be a straight of coincidence, but I thought it was funny. Okay. I think I found this on Genius. You probably saw it too. But over a year before Red was released, Adam Young, our favorite little <laughs> Al City friend. Our favorite little Al City friend. <laughs> tweeted. And guess what? He's here with us today. Welcome, Adam. Yeah. Hey, Adam. We're so glad you could make it. Oh, thanks for having me. That's, I don't know how he talks. I'm just being mean now. Okay, continue. You need to talk like he sings fireflies. (laughs) We would not believe your eyes. (laughs) Oh, this is not an Adam Young roast. enchanted to meet you. Okay, um, so. Adam please come on this podcast. We're not being mean. We love you, honestly. You're adorable. (laughs) We do. I don't even know what you look like, but we love you as a person. Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume he's adorable. Fireflies is a bop. Okay. Truly. So anyway, he tweeted over a year before Red was released, trying to forget someone you love is like trying to remember someone you never knew. <gasps> Coincidence? So did Taylor just lift that I don't on accident know. or on I purpose? Mean, I don't know. Hmm. She did. Re- Let's see. She wrote this song over a year before it was released. So maybe she saw that tweet <gasps> getting on that plane and was and like, maybe bam. even unconsciously. Yeah. You know. So anyway, that was kind of funny. So so let's get into this Taylor. Taylor. Our first segment. We need to come up with a sound. <laughs> this so, is true. Kind of like It'll, when she we'll sings evermore. Or wait, what? how does folklore go? Um, in Gold Rush, she sings into Taylor. There we go. Can we just get a clip <laughs> of that? And then and like, how do we, somehow do we splice us? Taylor. Say- <laughs> Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's sorry. That's too much work for you. You don't have to do that at all. Um, We'll figure. We'll find something. Okay, so this is new. So we weren't completely prepared for the segment. So I'm trying my best here. But we know that the song is about Jake, as most of this album is. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Sorry. To clarify. There's a lot of Jakes. There's a lot of Jakes out there. Not Jake Owen. Oh, not Jake Owen. Okay. Yeah. So um, she really likes those J guys. True. Oh, speaking of J guys. Yes. So I meant to mention this in the Swifty News segment, but I forgot. Okay. Um, news articles I- I've seen have been reporting that Taylor and Joe are engaged. I keep but- seeing that too. Like they got secretly engaged. Yeah. Neither one of their like people have confirmed it. And it, like rumors have been flying for like five, like since they've been together, like five years now. Yeah. So I'm not believing it till I get a confirmed report from her yeah so anyway I, i've seen that too so i guess we'll see Those maybe guys 
those J guys. So um, <laughs> there's not much that I picked out specifically in this. I mean, obviously, we see the details of the relationship and the fact that it probably started and ended very suddenly. Yeah. And like when they were dating, they were like dating. Yeah. Like, it was hardcore. Like immediate. Like he was getting her to meet the family, which we will talk about later. Right. So things moved very fast. You could say things were getting pretty serious. So... <laughs> But a little clue that some would say points to this is in the lyrics when she says, like, colors in autumn so bright, mm-hmm. just before they lose it all. And they dated in autumn around October 2010-ish to January 2011-ish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Also, she references trying to solve a crossword, realizing there's no right answer. And later in the All Too Well short film, <laughs> yeah. we see fictional jake and taylor sadie and dylan or whatever solving crossword together so okay that's an easter egg that's definitely an easter egg yes so anyway that's definitely a reference and i'm here for the taylor that's a little fun thing but yeah so i like it i don't know that's there there i'm probably missing some stuff but like i said i'll 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 do better we we know that better piecing together that's a good start i'm excited for our new segment yeah, that's that's exciting. And I mean, we might have some some disagreements about who some of the songs are about from other right. listeners. So that's going to be interesting. But yeah, so make sure you get your opinions ready and write in. Yeah, unless your opinions are wrong. And then I'll just tell you they're wrong. And, yeah, and we'll just ridicule you mercilessly on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't ridicule anyone. But anyway, that's the end of deserve it. Taylor. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Insert Hannah Montana noises there. Sweet nibblets. Do we want to get into the lyrics? Let's get into the lyrics. (laughs) Okay. So first off, what do you think of these lyrics? (laughs) I love them. (laughs) Me too. Um, Okay. So I tend to play this song in the car a lot when my husband Evan is driving. I hope he has a new Maserati. So here's the thing about that line. So every time we listen to it, he's like, oh, Maseratis are the worst. Like, they're so dumb. That's such a bad line. I'm like, hey, maybe the Maserati is a metaphor in itself because a Maserati is just like a fancy car for the sake of being fancy. Like, it's not... (laughs) Evan just joined and he's shaking his head because he hates Maseratis. They're not actually nice cars. So the idea of driving a new Maserati down a dead-end street... Yes, that's a metaphor because you're driving this fancy car to nowhere. It's going nowhere. You're exactly. going nowhere. <laughs> but could the me- the metaphor could also be within the car itself? Because if she was talking about a nice car, like a, a, a Porsche, which Evan's a, a Porsche fan, so... You need four syllables. Exactly. Like, the <laughs> syllables fit perfectly, um, and the fact that it's a, a crappy car hidden in this um, luxury brand... Is is a metaphor? Jake's itself, a crappy so person I'm hidden stick with it. in a luxury person. Exactly, that's I'm what I'm saying. Kidding. Yeah, I don't so. know. No, no, no hate <laughs> on Jake. But it's only this is just something, right? No, no hate on Jake here. No cyberbullying. Um, but this is just from a car guy, uh, a car guy's yeah. perspective on. But Maserati is the right, right over of my head. Yeah. yeah. What other uh, the car? I mean, Ferrari wouldn't fit exactly driving a new ferrari nah the cadence is off yeah she could have said loving him was like driving a new honda civic down a dead end street and see that wouldn't make as much sense (laughs) no (laughs) but honda civic has the right cadence so try that for taylor's version taylor's version (laughs) taylor (laughs) oh boy Uh, 
I told you I had a lot to say in the lyrics. I'm um, glad. Thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, I knew nothing about cars. So, but I can't relate because I've not driven a, a new Maserati anywhere. Yeah, definitely not street or dead in yeah. street. Yeah. yeah, Nate always refer like when we're listening to that song, he's like, the song, this line is so unrelatable. Like, only rich people would know what that's like. And I'm like, but you get the idea. He's like, yeah, no, I'm stupid. Anyway. Nate. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that the, the boys are like, you know, they both have issues with this line. Yeah. yeah. But it gets the point across. Yeah. So I'm definitely. cool with it. So we've talked about this a million times before, but this is the song that she brings up again in Daylight when she says, I once believed love would be burning red, but it's golden like daylight because she literally says burning red. She literally says these words, guys. So, yeah. Character development. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. That whole thing. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, yeah. No, to go from a red, you know, passionate, intense relationship that ended up pretty much being pretty toxic too but i miss this. screaming sorry yeah there you go <laughs> uh yeah to this this golden yeah glowing you know love i'm um, gonna cry a single thread of gold tied me to you deep blue but you painted me golden oh oh stop okay i'm gonna cry so lyrics okay other than the maserati Right. Okay. So the next line. <laughs> oh boy. No, actually. So I love that that line faster than yeah. the wind. I love her delivery of passionate as sin. The way she's like passionate as sin. <laughs> just no, I know it, what you but, mean. You know, and I, she recreates that really well. I think on Taylor's version. So yeah, she does. I'm glad. Yeah, because like the breathless delivery of that is so good. And also, when she sings like just before they lose it all, and then all the music stops. And then it comes in so good. hard with the losing him was blue. Yeah. I'm screaming right now. You have no idea. Do you have a favorite line that you would like to share with the class? <sighs> I think I do. Okay. But do you want to go first so I don't, in case we have the same one, I want to steal it. Sure. I was having trouble with this because I like a lot of them. I, I was having yes. trouble finding like a favorite. I settled on regretting him was like wishing you never found out that love could be that strong. <sighs> That's an amazing line. It's so good. Like, and that's not even one that I sing at the top of my lungs as much. I mean, I sing them all at the top of my lungs, but I like that one I had to think about. I was reading through them again and I was like, this one, this is the one. That is so true. Yeah. I didn't think about that because yeah, there's a lot of lines that are just like, you know, they're really punchy and they're in your yeah, face, but like then you've driving got these the like Maserati down a dead yeah, street, for example. And then you've got the more, the low key ones that sneak up on you and you're like, oh, yeah, did I just, you like are, are crying and you're like, wait, why am I crying? Oh. Because I got punched in the face by this <laughs> <laughs> this line in the song. Um, I think my favorite is, I mean, I like the line before it because it, you know, it has to leads up to flow it. into it. But uh, like the colors in autumn so bright just before they lose it all. Yep, so good. I just love that visual. It's insane. That was one of the other. All, again, this is one. This is like the ultimate fall album, autumn album. Yes, she references autumn a couple times. So. Which is when most of the events took place, so it makes sense. Right. Yeah. So there's that Taylor. Yep. Yeah. There was another one that I really liked. Um, so I love the bridge as well. Oh yeah. I love remembering him comes in flashbacks and echoes. That's a good one. And also the delivery. Oh yeah. <laughs> Always the delivery. Can we yeah. So let's rate every single um line as far as delivery. Uh we got ten, ten. <laughs> Uh, and this is another one of those songs that it's not I don't just love it because of the vocal melody like genuinely love the song straight up it's so fun so it's a good one I too want to crank this song when driving <sighs> yes okay so one line that I'm not 
it's like I don't hate it, but I'm just kind of like meh on just because it's kind of clunky. I guess it's fighting with him. It's like trying to solve a crossword and realizing there's no right answer. It's a lot of words. Yeah. It's like something about like realizing that there's no right answer. That's that's a good line. But something about like trying to solve a crossword, like just the the way the words come out of your mouth when you're singing it, it's like it's clunky. It's like, yeah, like she gets the point across perfectly. But, you know, no, I I do know what you mean. It does feel a little weird. But But, uh, she makes it work. Definitely. Man, she's always referencing love as a game. Exactly. Literally, love is a crossword puzzle. <laughs> so, do we want to get into these troperoos? Yeah. Well, while we're talking about it, let's do it. Okay. Maybe she's so, just really bad at crossword puzzles if she can't find the right answer. I mean, come on. Okay. But if there is no right answer, okay, that's true. That that's frustrating. It is. Anyway. Okay. So this is colors as emotions. The song. Yes. Obviously, um, we've got irresponsible driving. <laughs> Um, maybe don't drive quite so fast if you're driving faster than the wind. I guess it depends on how fast the wind's going. Yeah. Maybe um, it's like five miles an hour that day. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're just going 10 when the wind is going five, then you're fine. Um, but it doesn't seem like they hit the brakes too soon. So there was no stitches Uh-oh. in the hospital room. <laughs> At least Jake is maybe a good driver, even though he, yeah. you know. Uh, anyway. Okay. So <laughs> fancy cars. Um, passion. Being equal to love. Same thing, apparently. Autumn. Love is a game. And he's talking in riddles or crossword puzzles. Not sure which is worse. Um, Flashbacks and echoes. Mm -hmm. Um, Remembering things. Love is knowing someone completely. Um, Idealizing this guy. Being impossible to move on. Regret. And then um, something I've lost track of this whole time (gasps) is repeating the first line at the end. But I don't think she did it very much in Speak Now or else... I would have written it down. I don't know. Yeah. So she's coming back to that. Even though there's a slight variation. Yeah. I feel like you were pretty good at catching that before. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was writing down the tropes for this, I was like, well, we're going back to the first album. Yeah. With this repeat and also the second album. So anyway. Yeah. It's pretty. It's a long list. It's pretty swifty. Yeah. Quite swifty. So the secret (laughs) message is SAG. Hmm. So. Some say there's could be three possible explanations, at least. Okay. So it could be short for Sagittarius again, which is... Again with the astrological. Yeah, the astrological sign. Um, it could also be an abbreviation for the Screen Actors Guild, which would work mm-hmm. for him since he's an actor. Or, as some fans mentioned, it could mean Swift and Gyllenhaal. Okay. But either way, it's definitely a reference to Jake. Yeah. But it's a weird thing for Taylor to just do like SAG if she's referencing. Right. I don't know. It's this odd one because usually she's way more descriptive. Yeah. Maybe she couldn't think of anything else or maybe she didn't want to give away too much information. Maybe she couldn't fit Sagittarius in like there wasn't enough letters. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just saw another trope. Flying slash falling. Yes. That just reminded me of Gold Rush. Flying feels like falling till the bone crush. Not to jump over like 400 albums, but that's a great line. So good. Uh, but the music video so i watched it and immediately forgot it yeah i mean it was great but yeah it was just like tour tour footage made me just wish that i could have seen the tour right um but i do love the lacy top with the peter pan collar and totally looks the like high waisted something, something you i'm gonna have to like I'm glad that this red era is coming back. And also, I feel like that kind of fashion is coming back. So maybe I'll be able to easily find Peter Pan colors again because they've gotten really hard to find because they kind of went out of style. I mean, I think we talked about it before. If you could pick one era 
as far as the fashion to live in. It would be I the would red live era. in red, yeah. yeah. If I could pull off those hats, which we never found the name of. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I'm not a hat girl. I, I yeah. can't just show up wearing a hat one day. Everyone would be like, why is that girl wearing a hat? Yeah, you're not a hat person. They would never you know, know. If I had lived my whole life as a hat girl, then it wouldn't be weird. But you can't just one day appear with a hat, you know? My thing about hats is once you commit to wearing a hat, you have to wear the hat for the rest of the day or you're going to have hat hair. There's no going back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is there, I mean, is there anything else about the music videos? No, just the outfit. And okay. the red guitar is really cool. Oh, I love the she red She played guitar. a lot of really cool guitars uh, on this tour. She played a lot of Fender um, Jazz Masters and Jaguars, which I love. Jaguars. So I'm looking yes maybe that's what she's talking about in king of my heart i also love her straight hair bang era oh love that she yeah in this music video she had her hair was short because she cut it at the end of the tour so she was about to enter the short bob the 1989 era Mm -hmm. yeah so did you have a rating i gave it a 6.5 nice i don't know why i put i say five like that I gave it a 7.5. Ooh. I'm just coming in swinging here with these ratings. I know. So, Swiftiness. Thoughts? Is this more or less Swifty than State of Grace? I was torn on that because... A little bit more? I, I want to say it's more because of all the colors, but again, it's lacking the specific details. Yeah. But she also mentions, you know, a season. Like, I don't know. It could be the same or it could be... Yeah, I'd say it's about a seven. A little and a bit half. more. Seven point five. Seven point five. Yeah, I feel like or, it's still dramatic. Or even a seven. Well, no. yeah, yeah, probably, maybe. probably the same. Like this one, the list is a little bit long, but I mean, a little bit maybe longer. But um, I feel like State of Grace has that aspect of like drama. Yeah, that red doesn't have. Red's a little bit more like fun. That's true. If that makes sense. I mean, it's still dramatic, yeah. but not. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it, State of Grace is like literally like <laughs> religious symbolism the whole bit. So right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd say seven yeah. or seven and a half. Yeah, because even though like State of Grace didn't have like as many individual, like as a whole, it was more Swifty. And this one has more of the individual ones, but as a whole, even though it is, ah, I don't know what I'm saying. What did we decide? 7.5? Why don't we just say seven? Okay. Seven, seven moderat. <laughs> seven new moderati. Moderati. <laughs> a moderati. I'm obviously a car girl, guys. <laughs> seven, seven Maseratis. Seven Honda Civics. Yes. Seven trucks that you wouldn't let me drive. Mm-hmm. Seven unsolvable crossword puzzles. Ooh, that's too many. That is a lot. Wow. Well, we're done with this. These songs. So what do we talk about next time? What songs? Tell us. So join us next time where we'll be discussing the songs Treacherous and I Knew You Were Trouble. Ooh, boy. Two good songs, and we're going to talk about them. Excellent. So please email us at swiftiesanonymous at gmail.com. You could be featured on the podcast if you do. You never you know. You could be. Yeah. If you want that. Right. You could write anonymously to Swifties Anonymous, or you could write unanonymously. <laughs> well, what oh, would you say? Swifties out. Swifties out. I almost forgot. I could have just left it going. <laughs> <laughs>